Welcome into Jets Nation Radio. How are you doing there, Sam? Oh, not too bad yourself. I'm doing great. Went to Minnedosa last night. Had a good time at Rock in the Fields last night. Lots of fun. Finger 11, my goodness. Great match. Oh, just unbelievable show. And and that uh, big old thunderstorm on the way home, too. Yeah, that was fun to drive through. Well, luckily neither of us had to drive, but... uh, We could not have driven. Nope. Would have broken a lot of laws. That would not have been good. No. Turn that down a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, that way we don't break anyone's speakers. There we go. Perfect. Sorry about your ears for the first 20 seconds there, folks. Uh, Just the people listening. Yeah. Um, if you're watching, you're fine. Yeah, you're absolutely fine. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we're in the dog days of summer. It's uh, not a whole lot has happened in the last week. We got the PLD interview. Yeah, yeah. I guess the signing had already happened, but we we got to see his his presser. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, I think he was as honest as one could be. He's not taking it too hard, and I mean, he got grilled by the media. He too. did get grilled. I was surprised because Winnipeg media normally just like rolls over and. Let's yeah, like, like I mean, a lot of the time, every time they interview Blake Wheeler, they'll ask one tough question. He gets moody, and then they just back off and don't ask anything important. Yeah. So PLD got moody, and they just kept pressing. So I, I, I don't even think he got moody. I thought he handled that tremendously. Quite frankly, yeah. I thought he uh, he answered the questions honestly, and and I liked his answer to uh, I think it was Scott Billick's question, trying to say that he was dancing around the answers, and PLD's like, well, I, like I don't know. Yeah. Like, like, I'll give you an answer now, but I might feel different down the road, so why would I give you an answer that could change? So <laughs> I think he handled that very well. Yeah, I, I liked that he took a lot of that off the chin and <clears throat> acted like a responsible adult. And, like, you don't want to give too much away as an NHLer either. Like, I think, no. like, really, I think what every guy that was drafted in that 2016 <clears throat> and even the 2017 draft, they're all going to be pulling this kind of stunt where it's like, I'm going to sign for one or two years get paid, and then when the cap starts to go up, they're going to start looking for bigger money. So it's like, I don't blame you. You don't want to get stuck getting paid $6 million and when some scrub's making, you know, $100,000 left. Less yeah, than and, and I think he also had a good point about uh, saying, like, yes, he doesn't, or the team doesn't owe him anything, but he also doesn't owe the team anything. He's like, some guys sign long-term. They sign an eight-year contract and get traded two years into it. Some guys like Johnny Gaudreau or John Tavares just leave the organization when they get the chance with nothing coming back. So he, like, at least he told the organization that was his plan. So now they have a heads up. I personally think maybe doing it behind closed doors so that organization still at least has leverage mm-hmm. in some trades. But I, I don't think his agent handled it well, but I think he personally handled it quite yeah, well. Yeah, for being, what, 24, 23? 24. Yeah, he's a young guy. He's a little bit younger than me. I think he's right around your age. I mean, you're like, younger than he, me, yeah. Yeah, he took it like a champion. Because if Absolutely. I was getting pressed like that, I just would have told everyone to piss off. And <laughs> you know what? This interview uh, That's over. why you're sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> so I get to be behind this mic. One of and many do- reasons. <laughs> else I can't play hockey worth a damn so there's a reason why he gets sick schmill and i get this (laughs) (laughs) but no overall i'm i'm still happy with pierre luc dubois i think he i still he needed to do i still hope he ends up in winnipeg long term i hope i again i think all he cares about is winning so i hope 
the Jets can do that, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I hope that helps convince him to stay longer term. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I really hope that he sticks around. But I, at the same time, that kind of a grilling. And just the way people responded, like, are we still going to boo Pierre-Luc Dubois? I'm like, what do you mean you're, not? Not, you're going to be pre- booing that guy? Come on. Ugh. Yeah. Well, I, I worry that they were almost too harsh on him. And yeah. uh, that might chase him away just as much as... But, I mean... The Montreal media is going to be way worse than the Winnipeg media. Yeah, there's so. like four four real media guys in Winnipeg, and yeah, it's and uh, yeah, <laughs> especially if you're the French player who like wanted to get traded there, and there was all this hype around it. If you have a year like you did the first year you were with the Jets, they're not going to be very Ooh, good. They're to not going to like you. Not that Winnipeg media particularly was, but. I think the fans and definitely the team stood behind him. Yeah, the team definitely stood behind him. I was I was very critical of Pierre Luc Dubois that first season just because we lost Line and Roslevic, and I was like, if Pierre Luc Dubois was playing <clears throat> like he did last year with that first year team, like I was like, oh, we could have gone deep into the playoffs, but it didn't happen. Way I, she I also think like taking a look back at it and just like looking at the broader picture. He had COVID right before the season start yeah. started, I believe. Um, so it was in isolation. Then he played a couple games and then came to Winnipeg, was in isolation, got hurt. So, like, he, when other guys had played, like, 30 games, he had played, like, four. And his, his game is just being the most in-shape person on the ice. Yeah. And just pushing people around. And he couldn't do that when he wasn't in the right shape, which was that first year. Yeah. And again, we can't blame him. And I, I was hard on him. And I'm sorry, Pierre, <laughs> if you're listening. But uh, yeah, no, I'm still I'm still happy he's sticking around for, well, two more years probably. Well, still, at but, least one. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what he's happens. He's still an RFA after this one. so Yeah, but you never know if the Jets are... If the Jets aren't in a playoff spot come trade deadline, that might be a good time for Chevy to try and move him because... You could move him to a team that, like, it's more than a rental. Yeah. It's not a guy that's going to walk away at the end of the season because you still do have that team control. And it might be a year and a half rental, but it's still, you have that extra year. Yeah, you still got a decent rental on Pierre. Mm -hmm. So, we'll see what happens. This this season coming up, I know it's still a long ways away, but I'm... Getting a little bit more more excited. I'm every excited day. for it. I know. <laughs> and like, so I've been like asking people like, what do they think of the forward situation? A lot of people are still upset that we've lost Stas and Svetch, and you know, it doesn't seem like the needle has moved a whole lot for that forward group. Yeah, looking looking at it from where we are now, like a few weeks ago, I was thinking, well, they couldn't have qualified Svetch because he would have gone to arbitration and it would have handcuffed them. As far as salary cap goes, looking at it now with how much salary cap they still have open, they probably could have done it, but maybe they just didn't see that kind of value in Svechnikov. That's fair. You don't want to get handcuffed to a guy that's yeah. average. And then, like, Stas, I mean, the guy wants to go win a cup. I'm not going to yeah. be like, ah, oh, we lost Stasny. We got two solid years out of Stasny. And a, and and, a solid playoff run before that. And that, too. You can't <laughs> ever forget about that playoff run, so... It is what it is. I think the young guys are going to step up this year, especially if there's equal playing time. I'm so excited to see what Cole Perfetti can do. I hope he can be healthy come camp, and I'm looking forward to seeing How many points from uh, Perfetti if we get a, let's just say, 65 games minimum out of him? That's that's a tough one. Let's, what did he have? I think in his, like, 15 or 17 games last year. Did he even hit that? 
Um, let's see, where is he here? But it felt like he was getting close to a point a game at one point. Uh, he had seven points in 18 games, okay. but he, wa- he was starting to come into his stride later yeah. as he started playing with Connor and Dubois. So I, I think it depends on how he's used. And also with a new system that is likely going to be more of a defensive system, you never quite know when it comes to point totals. But I could see him putting up like 15 to 20 goals in like 30 assists. 50 points on the season. I can get behind For that. a second year guy. But I could even see him doing like 10 goals in 40 assists because yeah. like he's such a good passer he's such a smart hockey player and if he's playing with Kyle Connor all year Ugh, even if he gets like, maybe even a little chance on the power play like he can move the puck like he's a great passer well look at the world juniors at it, Christmas this year the two games he and Owen Power were just bo- like they were just, just destroying everyone yeah it was it was phenomenal watching those two and it's like there's a little bit of me that's like, dang, I wish we could have had somehow got Owen Power out this way. I know it's impossible, but to have that kind of magic between those two? I don't know if he's a player worth having a first overall pick season the year before. You know, like a Connor Bedard, I could, I'm like, I could go through a really tough, like a 20 win season, or what, I don't, I don't even know, like 15 win season for the Jets if it meant Connor Bedard was coming. But for an o, like Owen Power is really good. I don't think he's he's that guy. Yeah, he's a he's kind of like the Nugent Hopkins of or like that was that kind of a year. Where yeah. It wasn't like oh wow, my mind is blown. But it's like yeah, like you know who's going first overall, but they're but you look at it and go like oh, if he had gone a year earlier, he wouldn't be first overall. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It, but I mean, he's still going to be a fine player. For oh, he's going to be an unreal defenseman. Yeah, no question about it. But I don't think he turns around a franchise like a player like a Connor Bedard could potentially do. Well, he's, what was it? Like he didn't play last year, so we got our first year of Owen Power in the NHL. We'll see what he he's got. Really... I think he got a few games towards the end of the year, maybe. maybe. No, no, I think that he spent his year in college. So I thought that. Yeah, you're you're probably right there. I don't know. I don't pay attention to Buffalo a whole lot. I will now because Eric, Eric Comrie. Comrie. Yeah, that's like the only reason. Like, is Eric yeah. doing good? No? Okay, I don't care, Buffalo. Better treat him right, though. Yep. No, oh, poor Eric Comrie. Um, yeah, he got eight games. Oh, he got eight Two games. Two goals, one assist. Good Come for on, him. I know things. Yeah. Plus three on the Sabres. Plus three. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Considering how bad that team has been in the past. So, you, like, you just... Obviously, he'll be there this year. He can't yeah. go back to college. No. So... Yeah, well, we got a full six. season of Owen Power. Yeah, it'll be interesting oh, he's to a watch. Big boy, like people. He and, Eric, he and Eric Comrie are going to be the best of friends. I hope so. <laughs> but I've heard. Uh, well, since we're talking about Owen Power, somebody compared him to Chris Pronger. It's like, uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to predict defensemen. Um, all right, what's your bold prediction for the Jets this upcoming season? Okay, I thought long and hard about this one. Again, we're talking bold predictions here, so don't come at me for this. Jets are going to be second in the Central. Second in the They're Central. They're going from, what were they? Fifth. Fifth? They're going from fifth to second. Uh, I think, I know they haven't made a ton of moves, but they have the pieces there. They just need to figure out how those pieces fit together. I think they got a good coach, and I think that will uh, really power them forward. So yeah, I'm saying it might be a little bold, but... They're definitely making the playoffs. Oh, yeah. I'm going... It's Colorado's obviously going to be first. I'm saying Jets are second. Jets are second. Yeah. I, I respect that. What's yours? Mine? 
I, I was, this isn't bold, but I was like, Kyle Connor, he's going to go for 53 goals. 53? 53. He's going to say 55. Well, so I, I'll take the over on 53. Interesting. I like it. Again, respect it. Um, but I was thinking, it's not even, again, not bold. Um, which is like, I thought they were going to hit third in the Central, but they're going to get all the way to the Western Conference Finals and get defeated by the Falames. Oh, you think Jets are beating Colorado? Yeah. I think Colorado's going to be walking in there. They're going to get through the first round A-OK, and then they're going to get stopped by the Jets in the third round. I think Halifax... You think the Flames, after losing 200-point players, are going I, okay, to the Stanley so Cup I, Finals? I wrote about this at Flames Nation earlier this week, my first article. Thanks for me for being a uh, sellout. But, uh, yeah, no, I said that the Flames were going to be third in the Pacific, and then they were going to beat the Oilers in the second round. That is my prediction for them, and I think that the Jets can get themselves to the Stanley Cup, or the uh, the Flames can get themselves to the Stanley Cup final. And I don't, then get I don't see the Flames by. beating the Oilers. I think the I, Oilers retooled. I think they have a more reliable goalie. I think the Oilers are getting a little cocky about the over the Flames right now, and just the way that they're they have reason to be. Oh, they do. They <laughs> they they have earned the right to be the cocky bastards of Alberta. Uh. But I'm at that point where I'm like, I think you guys are a little bit too sure of yourselves. You. Wreck the Flames Maybe. in five games. Vancouver's going to come out of nowhere and win the Pacific. No, <laughs> no did, that's I, not happening. I do think that Vancouver's going to pull second in the uh, Pacific, though. Really? Yeah. So you, you're thinking Canadian team, Canadian team, Canadian. Three Canadian teams. I don't know. What, I don't know about that. It's a bold prediction, but uh, uh, yeah. That's what we're doing that's here. What we're, that's what we're here for. That's, that's it's it. the dog days of summer. We got to come up with something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think that uh, Blake Wheeler is going to be above a point a game uh, this season. I, I think that's not even that bold of a prediction. Like he wasn't far he off was, last uh, year. I think it was like .96 last year. But I think he's just going to, I think he's got something to prove this year. Like, I just, I don't know. I've got this gut feeling mm-hmm. that Blake Wheeler's just in, going to be in a Let's hope so. I hope yeah, so, too. Yeah, he's 60 points in 65 games. That's not far off. And I, I get he's going to be 36 this year. Yeah. But, I mean, last year was a weird year. I think it was an, an anomaly for, for the team. And well, It's so it strange because guys had, like, good point production years. And then it's just like, what happened on the back end where we stopped trying and stopped winning games? It just... It's a very frustrating thing to look at with the Jets. Yeah. And uh, I was like kind of going back watching some games earlier this week, and one thing I had noticed was during that five-game losing streak right before Pomo left, it was just like, I think that was the time when the Jets kind of lost it. and they uh, So they went on a five-game losing skid, lost 7-1 on American Thanksgiving to Minnesota. The next night they defeated the Calgary Flames and then lost to the Arizona Coyotes 1-0. And that one nothing loss... Is the day that the Jets lost the course. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know why that's the day that I could, or. Well, they came up against such a hot goalie. That one nothing loss, they had like 60 shots. Oh, it was stupid. Was I, just, <laughs> like, this guy, this goalie just came out of nowhere. And was came out of nowhere, and he would only show up against the Jets. That was the frustrating thing about that guy. Like, didn't even have a photo on uh, NHL.com. Just some scrub from, like... Just the, owned the Jets. Yeah. He's like, nah, you guys aren't going to score. And that ruined the entire Jets season. <laughs> but... Like, yeah, you're not completely wrong. It just, but it's just frustrating when you look at those numbers. You're like, everyone on paper had kind of a good year. Yeah, I mean, Cal Connor's going over a hundred next year. You think so? I do. I don't think he was going to go for over a hundred. Well, like I, fifty some odd goals. Absolutely. I don't know about his assist production. I think he's, 
I mean, he he had 46 assists last year. He had 46 assists. Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was yeah, He had 93 points last year. And he he had some times, like, he was on a roll, and then there were either games pushed back because of COVID, or he got COVID, or something happened Yeah, where it kind of threw him... Like, he was putting up, like, two points a game, and then something happened that kind of, like, threw him off his rhythm, so... I think he's going over 100 next year. I think Shifley will be, again, second in points for the team, but I bet he's closer to, like, 85, 90-ish. I think he'll be better next year. New system, he's going to be hopefully more defensive, not minus 17 on the year. Uh, yeah, and I think Rick Bonus doesn't have that fear to, like, just go sit his sit. No, absolutely not. It seems like he's going to, uh, you know, coach the team. Yeah, rather than just be buddies and be like, all right, get my paychecks, <laughs> hang out with Mark and Blake. Uh, just seeing... Um, I guess his best year is 84, so maybe, I, maybe 85 is little, especially with more of a defensive scheme. I do still think, even with the defensive scheme, Kyle Connor's going to put up 100. You know what? I think Mark is going to be pushing 95. I think there's. I just ninety five. I think so. Only, only if he and Connor play together. Only, You're not gonna have two hundred point players on different lines. Oh, he only hits ninety five if he plays a full eighty two season. Well, yeah. Like obviously, yeah. obviously, he's not getting it in sixty. No, games. no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but if he can pull off a full season, I fully believe. Like I, I'm kind of in that expectation. It's like you got to get ninety some odd points there, Mark. Yeah. I get that he's only getting paid what seven schmel, but you know, go earn that next paycheck, buddy. <laughs> go pull up Blake Wheeler and go get yourself paid $8 million for like five years when you're too old for Shifley's that. only making 6.1. 6.1? I thought he was 7.1. So nope, that's five, Connor. That's Connor's Connor. 7.1. So, yeah, just prove to the NHL that you don't need to make a ton of money to be the best and then go get yourself paid way too much money in the back half of your career. Cause <laughs> there you go. That's what I believe in. Go and get, yourself... get the attitude together. Yeah. Mm, I think rain that's it, rain it in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need to be a big... Tr- He's Ontario. So, yeah, don't be whiny. Yeah, that's why we have. That's why we rip on Ontarians. They're a little whiny. I mean, not Thunder Bay Ontarians. You guys are cool, but uh, Eastern Ontario. Uh, that's close enough to Manitoba. Yeah, you guys are with <laughs> us. We like you. You just instead of having that big weird Y at the top of the province, just cut it down. Yeah. Yeah. Give us Thunder Bay and Kenora and Kenora. We really want Kenora, but we'll take Thunder Bay. <laughs> Shout out the thistles. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. Just a little off track. Just a lot off track. What was it, what were we talking about there? Uh, bold predictions. predictions. Yeah, I didn't have really. Oh, we got into some point stuff. Yeah, we got some point stuff. I still think that uh, Larry's gonna hit uh, twelve fights this season. I think he's. Gonna, I don't know. I think so. In this like age had, of the NHL, there was a couple guys that broke fifteen last year. Yeah, but Lowry's not gonna be one of the main fighters in the NHL. He, he had eight last year. Yeah, you never know. I mean, fighting hurts at the same time, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I don't want to see a guy fight 12 times. That's fair. And Lowry's a pretty important piece. Yeah, especially on that PK. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, if you could go to one away game this season for free, where are you going? Okay, I have two answers. Okay. One, if I could guarantee a Jets win, it would be the Leafs game on January 19th. Nice. Because I just want to make fun of Leafs fans. <laughs> Um, cause I've been in, I've been to so many games, all the Canadian teams, whenever you go to a Jets home game and it's, it's not as bad when you go West, but Montreal, Toronto, there's so many, uh, visiting team fans and just hearing them cheer in our rank always sucks. So I'd love to just be that asshole in, <laughs> in Toronto's rank 
with the Jets running up the score, just like cheering so hard. Uh, if I can't, I don't want to watch a Jets loss in Toronto. So if I can't choose the outcome, the Coyotes game on October 28th, it's their first game in the 5,000 seat rink. <laughs> and I think it would be hilarious to be there. Just be one of the 40%. But I want to be in the fans. student section. Oh, man, that student section. That's like an NHL team having a student section is pretty sick. I, this is one thing that I've heard uh, like they do in like Europe is they have these sections where you can like really be into the game and you're like cheering and doing like these chants all game long. It gets the rest of the rink together and everyone's stoked about it. I don't know why the Jets, like I know we're the loudest rink in the... The I, no, that, that's not really be. feasible in in North America. <sighs> it's lame. or at least not in, not in hockey. I think I don't it think could it's be feasible. I you know what? If you had a section dedicated to the loud fans, you're just like, all right, you guys are in three oh five. Like you're you're in the upper level, but you guys are the energy crowd. But how do you work out those season tickets? Like it, it just people people are just like, I want to buy. You you tell them it's like this is your section. You are not allowed to complain to you know the security around here. Like, I don't know. Like you're spending loud. a couple hundred dollars for Jets tickets here. Get into it. I don't think I, I think that's not feasible at all. We got to go to Europe and go see how they. I'd do love it to there. do it. Yeah, because it's soccer games. Oh, nice. and there's they have they have like. No, no, no. 40,000 people. No, no, we're not talking soccer. We're talking, like, actual hockey rinks in Europe. Okay, so there's, like, 100 people there. No, I, so you, you have need, like, not 50 seen people stuff, to get Like, it's, it's I've been to I've been to an Edinburgh Capitals game when the fourth Stahl brother was playing on the team. <laughs> I'm not kidding. All right, and they just it, didn't get into it? No, because heard, it's, like, it's hockey in Europe. No one cares. I don't know. I, I've seen videos of them, like, just chanting, losing their minds. It's like, they, the, like... Liga is just okay. Like, so I, I guess yeah. Once like the you get Finns to, know like, how to party. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. I I don't think it's. I don't think it would work in a North American rink. We got to be better in this uh, on this continent. Uh, sure, but I, like I, I'm just. I don't know if it works for <laughs> college football down in the states. Why can we not get like the same that's student sections? Yeah, but we don't really have. At least in Winnipeg, there isn't really like that big. Like you don't even get that at a. A Bison's football game. It's true. Well, I think I think it would be possible at a Bombers game, mm-hmm. but that's just the rum hut. Yeah. So really, <laughs> I I just want to see some like hype yeah. action from the fans. I don't know how it would happen. It's just something I want to believe in. I think that's just a deep playoff run. You get the whole rink doing that. Yeah, so. it's, but it's, but it's different when you got one section that's jumping the entire time chanting. Wouldn't it be better to have the whole rink doing it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> you get this. I just like poking that... holes in your theory. No, but it's gonna work. Someone's got to just... bring you back to earth. No, it's. Uh, <laughs> I'm too far gone. I'm gonna believe uh. my nonsense. If I <laughs> listen, if I was a billionaire, the amount of stuff I would do if I owned a NHL team just to like make me. It would just be the Danbury Trashers. It would literally of the be the NHL. Yeah, it'd be nonsense of people uh. like we can't keep this guy around. Be like too bad. I'm a rich oh asshole who owns a hockey team. You can't stop me. <laughs> Did you ever watch that uh, uh, docu? Of course. Okay, yeah, well, I wouldn't have referenced it yeah. if I didn't know what it was. Well, yeah. I don't know. Maybe you knew about it, but you didn't yeah. know. That was a, If you haven't seen that the was Dansbury, uh It's on Netflix. Yeah, Crime and Penalties, I think it's called. Yeah. Really good. Super cool. Uh, After you listen to this podcast and then all our old podcasts yeah. twice, then go in. And, but also listen. tell your everyone about this podcast, especially <laughs> your aunties. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, oh, we're off the rails. We are What's so next? far. <laughs> this is the, this is summer. This is the content yeah. we're getting. I couldn't promise you anything good. Uh, for me personally, if I could go to one other team's barn, it's either I want to go to Smashville just because yes. like the there is that would be there. fun. Yeah. Uh, I also I also want to go to Calgary. I've been to one Calgary Edmonton game. Wait till they get a better ring. No, I love how shitty the saddle uh, is, and I just love chirping uh, Flames fans. So I did have two others. Vegas, I think, would be cool to go to. Uh, and the Kraken. I want to see their rink. It yeah, looks cool. It looks super sweet. It like, everything sick. I've yeah. seen about that one is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to go... Okay, again, I like my northern climate, so I'm like, <laughs> take me to Minnesota. I want to go drive down there. Go pull a Matt Hendricks minus playing for the other team. Oh, I love Matt Hendricks. Oh, what a guy. I know. It's like... Oh, you know what we should talk about? Mark Stewart. How Mark? about that? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Good On for the NHL bench. Good for Mark Stewart. Unreal. And like the fact that he's helping the Oilers out. I mean, oh. that helps my whole cause out too. So <laughs> it's like, listen, I love the Jets, but my the Oilers are my home team. I bleed copper and blue till I die. But I'll talk about the Jets What have day. I gotten myself into? I know, right? Hanging out with an Oilers fan. Shame on you. Shame on me for selling out at least twice. One, at least one of us is a true Jets fan. Yeah. <laughs> I like the Jets. They're fun to watch. Uh, but yeah, no, I want to go see a Minnesota game. Because um, when I didn't like the Jets and I was just some punk ass from Alberta that was living here, I got tickets to a preseason game between the Wild and the Jets. I wore my Jets, wore a Jets jersey, and I was cheering for Minnesota the entire time. That's how backwards I that was once sense. upon a time. Yeah. Well, I was trying to once upon a time. There was a time when I hated the Jets and I was just a big sourpuss. I was like, Manitoba sucks. It's not great. It's not Alberta. And now it's like, I love this place. I could never leave it. Left. If you're going to take me out of We Manitoba. got one. Yeah, you guys got one. Now, if I can figure out how to round up another hundred Albertans and bring them out here. If we can figure oh, out... The, uh, you don't really want that many. No. Because once good. we get together... We're good. Yeah, we're... We just need one. One Albertan. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, what is your favorite hockey moment at a live game? This one, I, I had to think hard about this one. I have talked about uh, Bufflin absolutely ragdolling Gadzik before. That was cool. But then I remembered I was in the building for Liney's first career goal. It was the Jets were down four one against Carolina. It was the season opener, his first year. Um, just an electric game. Like it was, it was dead in the rink. And then the Jets started scoring. I think Liney got the third, and Jets ended up winning five four in overtime. And then I went back and looked at some of the other games around there because I remembered there were a couple big comebacks. Six days later, I wasn't in the rink for this one, sadly, but I've watched it a dozen times. I could take you through the exact goal. But six days later, they were down 4 nothing to the Leafs at home, came back. Line A had two in the third period to push it to overtime. In overtime, Matthews comes down on Hutchinson. Hutch makes the stop. Bufflin grabs the puck, fires it to Line A, two-on-one, Line A and Ehlers. Line A goes far side, top shelf for the hat trick. To win the game after Matthews had gotten robbed by our backup goalie. It was just so <laughs> perfect. So in the building, I'd say Line's first career goal was sick. Because it was just like, it was from his spot. It was a laser. I think it was like far side, maybe posting in. And then that six to eight, the, like not even a week later, the first career hat trick. Oh, beautiful. Sick. Man, uh, <clears throat> Ryan Nugent Hopkins, I was in the building for his first hat trick. So he's going to get sent down, and then he scored this hat-trick against Vancouver. The Oilers ended up losing anyways, but 
just hearing Rexall place, just like get a little bit more excited, a little bit more excited, yeah. and then lose their minds <laughs> for uh, the nude. Simply phenomenal. And um, there's another one. Uh, Tobias Reeder played for the Oilers. I could not score a goal the year he played with Edmonton. And I was at a game against the Sharks. The Oilers were long out of the playoffs at this point. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl had scored two goals. He was trying to get his hat trick, but everyone just chanting, Toby, score now. And just like, I loved it because it was like, oh, poor Tobias Reader. Everyone's just hoping he can score one this season. Uh, I That reminds me of one of my least favorite in-person hockey memories. So I think it was like start of 2019. I was down in the States with my family. We, we went to a Ducks-Jets game in Anaheim. It was sick. Goes to a shootout. Paul Maurice rolls out good old Matt Hendricks <laughs> for the shootout. Doesn't score. Jets lose. So that sucked. Oh, Matt Hendricks. We both love you. I mean, the the just the offensive firepower the Jets had on their team. Yeah. And puts in, like... I'm pretty sure it was Matt Hendricks. It was someone who had absolutely no business being on the ice for that. Good old Pomo bringing out his veterans over his young skill guys. That's the that's the Pomo way. Yeah, you can't have anything better than uh, just choosing the yeah, old Matt guys. Hendricks. He was on the team that year, but no, the I don't know. It was it was someone who should not have been uh, going in the shootout <laughs> over some of the other guys on the team. Let's just say that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, we are talking about this a little bit earlier. If you could undo one Chevy trade, which one would it be? This was the easiest question you had all day. Good. It was the Kevin Hayes trade. That was... Like, at the time, I was pumped because I was stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, everyone? like, we had... The year before was when the Jets traded for Stastny, and it worked out so well. So it's like, oh, yeah, we traded for another good center. It's going to work out again. Little did I know, we gave up Brendan Lemieux, who I I did like when he was on the Jets, <laughs> that good old biter. Um, so they gave up Brendan Lemieux, the first round pick, which we ended up getting back, which was Billy, and a fourth round pick for a guy that ended up playing on our fourth line half the time. And I don't think the Jets used Hayes well, but also like he just didn't play well at all. So that by far would be like the one. I think Chevy's made some good trades. Yeah, we were looking at all of this beforehand. Yeah. It was it was happened. tough to find like multiple where it's like I really wish we could have had that back right at that time like trading away Armia, but you had to to get rid of that Mason contract. There are some that were like questionable trades for picks and stuff but it was just like picks back and forth for the most part yeah i mean there's that logan stanley one. that one that one was pretty tough um they moved up four spots to pick logan stanley quite frankly probably could have gotten him four spots back yeah who knows they might have heard from other teams they were going to pick him but to move up that four spots they moved from the second to the third round like 46 spots or 43 spots down or something which is Nuts for a guy who we're now like, maybe get rid of him. Yeah. You can't teach 6'7", though. You can't teach that height. And Chevy <laughs> likes his big defenseman. He does. So. I've been watching a lot of hockey fights because I start doing this thing on TikTok where it's like, hey, watch this hockey fight. And then TikTok's super soft and like, yeah, no, you can't be showing hockey fights. But it's like, let's watch some uh, Logan Stanley fights. I, I'm kind of, I've been wrong about how. I told you. Yeah, I know. Apparently yes, you're right you about a fight. lot of things. Yeah, you need to start <laughs> listening to me more. <laughs> 
<laughs> he does hold him out a lot, but he was beaten up. Yeah, because uh, his arms are four <laughs> feet long and no one can reach him. That's true. Like, he's just beaten up Zach McEwen is like three inches shorter than him. But just like ragdolling the guy. Yeah, like, holy. He's, he's got some grit. He does. Doesn't know how to teach six. Seven. You can't teach six seven. Oh. If only we could teach that guy to skate and. Uh, he's, his skating's gotten a lot. Better. It has. It just, I don't know. Only we can teach him battle. to like be smarter. Yeah, and just like fire the puck, like just let, let him. Why not? He's yeah. got a cannon. Just he does. Take just, him. Even if he misses every time, it's like at least have some fear in the goaltender. Mm-hmm. Now. So I, I say the Hayes trade, but that did start a pretty good relationship between the Jets and the Rangers, where they've made some good trades back and forth. The Truba, we got that Billy pick back uh, at the end of that year. Um, and Pionk. That, that was a great trade oh, for man, the Jets. Huge and, trade. and it worked out really well for the Rangers, too, because Truba's been Didn't unreal there. But Billy and Pionk for Truba, unreal. Uh, the cop trade, we got Morgan Barron and, and a first. Yeah, um, Morgan Barron and Brad Lambert and Elias Solomonson. Yeah, that's you, pretty nice. That I the, and and it worked out for them because they got a good second round. Or they're like they got they got second line center. Yeah, they got what they wanted. Unfortunately, didn't keep them around. But I can't believe how many trades Kevin Chevelday off has won. Like when I wrote this question, like there's got to be a couple that we've been mad about, and it's like, yeah, hindsight. Would be easier to be mad about this, but for the most part, Shevel Dayoff wins trades. I go all the way back to the Kane Bogosian trade. So Bogosian, Kane, and Jason Kastorf for Joel Armia, who ended up being great for the Jets, Tyler Myers, who was great for the Jets, Drew Stafford, Brendan Lemieux, Jack Roslevic. Huge win. The Jack Roslevic pick. But like that's that. I remember hearing stories that in the Jets' like front office when they. When Buffalo said yes to that trade, they were saying, start the car. Like, we're robbing these guys blind. <laughs> start the car. Let's get out of here. And yeah, hey. <laughs> the fact that the Jets didn't get fleeced on that trade is amazing. Because, like, I don't know. I think Buffalo was just in love with Kane. Yeah. Like, that was just a hockey deal. It was mid-February. And I, I think, good players I, going each way, not a lot of picks. No, and I just think like a lot of that was the fact that they just wanted to mm-hmm. get rid of Kane. But I thought that somebody would have just been like, "We'll give you guys a second rounder for this cancer." But again, we didn't know how bad things were going to get with Pat uh, with uh, Vander there. So yeah, and like, I mean, how do you trade away a defenseman that won the Calder? Like, this was. A few years, like four or five, whatever, yeah. however many years later. But, like, that was surprising. Yeah, it was incredible. Like, yeah. I don't even remember hearing that as an Oilers fan being like, wow. Yeah, so that's Chevy's, a big one. Chevy's made some good, yeah. some good trades. I, I think that's sure. really what's kept his career here in Winnipeg for so long is the fact that he just doesn't lose trades. Yeah. Even when it looks like he's lost, it's like, nope, pulled a rabbit out of the hat. So, <laughs> whoever's giving him all these tips on how good players actually are in the NHL. Yeah. That guy actually deserves a raise. Thank you, Scouts. Um you know what? I, I'm like there's still somebody that's like, I wish we could undo the line A trade. Like I wish we could have just yeah. made that work. I, I, I also wish they could have made line A work. I think he like I think ultimately if there weren't problems in the room, he was good to be in Winnipeg his whole career. Yeah. But yeah, that 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 is one that, but that's that's not really Chevy's fault. That no. was a bad situation that he did make 
like a decent situation out of it. it sucks that PLD might be leaving, but they got uh, Zilkin this this draft year. as well. So I and and Rosovic wasn't going to do anything for the Jets. Um, like they gave him opportunities, he didn't use them. So I I don't have much of an issue with that trade at all. Yeah. I do wish, sometimes there's things where I wish they had made a trade when they didn't. I think you could have robbed a team absolutely blind for Brendan Dillon at the trade deadline this year. Um, and I like Dillon, but we all knew, everyone except for Kevin Cheveldayoff knew the Jets weren't going on a deep run. And I think they probably could have even, I hate, I hate to say it, even could have traded Paul Stastny to someone and just got for the end of the year, few... got a couple picks or something. Yeah. Like, well, he didn't even have that bad of a contract. Like three schmelas. Well, and the Jets could have retained for the remainder of the year if they yeah. were just getting picks back. Yeah, so. absolutely. I is I don't understand how Chevy didn't see the writing on the wall. Like everyone knew it. I don't. I don't know if it was like management telling them don't, but like, I don't know. Yeah. It, it doesn't make a ton of sense. But I do like they traded Cop, which they had to. Yeah. Um, which I guess was their version of saying, okay, we've realized this isn't happening. I wish they didn't, wouldn't have had to trade Nathan Smith away. He's going to be a really good player, but giving him away got rid of Brian Little's contract, which is nice. But, yeah, just the... Like, Nathan Smith's going to be really good, but he didn't want to be in Winnipeg. So, ultimately, mm. you gotta you got to move him before he just walks away, because I think he could have walked away this year or next year. Okay. If he hadn't signed. Yeah. He's in another American guy, is he not? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was playing college this year. I think he was a finalist for the Hobie Baker, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he's from Tampa. Florida giving us uh, some players more and more these days. Oh, he signed with Arizona. Okay, so he did sign with Arizona. But I, I do believe that he would have been able to just walk from the Jets had he not. He had four points in ten games. Not bad. No, not bad at all. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be a really... Really good player going forwards. Yeah, I totally agree with that one mm-hmm. as well. Um, well, that's all for my question. You got yeah. anything else? Because uh, no, no. I mean, again, it's it's the middle of the summer. The Jets really haven't done that much. I do like they have to have a move coming unless they just want to hold on to cap space in case they're in. Because you, uh, when you're under the cap, I think you accrue it throughout the year. Mm-hmm. So that it, if they do hold on to some cap space and are in a playoff spot down the road, they would be able to trade for a guy with a contract. <laughs> like so, so many times at the trade deadline, you have to throw like Arizona some picks to take some of the cap <laughs> space. Um, and I do, or this year it might be Anaheim. I think they're trying to get to the floor. They just got to the floor with that Klingberg signing, but. I, I think having a bit of cap space, if you feel confident enough that this group that you have, without that one more UFA signing that might not be the guy, if you want to hold on to that cap space, you think you can get close enough or like into a playoff spot come the trade deadline and then you can trade for a piece you know like how they how their season's gone, I think that might be a better option than just overpaying for a UFA that might pan out. So, but we're getting to that point of, let's just say some of these guys get injured this year. Like, 
We always know that Nick Ehlers is going to get hurt for at least 20 games of the don't season. Don't even say that. Don't, you know don't bring you, that into existence. It's just this, My boy, Nicky. We love Nicky Ehlers here. It's Absolutely just, love him. Oh, he's a saint. He's the, he was the first Jets jersey I bought. <laughs> uh, but, like, you know, you're guaranteed going to miss 20 games with Nicky Ehlers. Not 20. He's played a couple 82-game seasons. Yeah, but was the, the last, last couple have been tough. Yeah. Well, this 2020-21, he played 47, but there were only 56, 56. that year. Yeah. He played two years. He's missed more than okay. eleven games. Okay, it just feels like the last two years. It was it's been the last last, last year. He missed twenty. Yeah, and then his fourth year in the league, he missed twenty. Other than that, he's been good. Oh wait, no, the 2019-2020 year got cut short. short. He played every game that year. Yeah, he did. <laughs> okay, well then, never mind. I take back my statement. But let's say when guys get hurt, like who, yeah. who are we going to depend on? Like the, the, there is a lot a of depth. La- there's a lack of depth. It seems like yeah, I said isn't a lot. Oh, okay, yeah. sorry, I heard there is. No it's worries. Like... It, I didn't say it very clearly. <laughs> yeah, there there is a definite lack of depth. Um, that could be an issue, but you might have some young guys that step up. Step yeah. up. Oh, like you might a top six guy goes down. Morgan Barron very well could. He's gonna if, if you give him that chance, um, I, I, like I, I don't know. There might there might be some young guys who can step up, but I don't think there's that many that can play in the top six. Mm-hmm. So you might still need to sign that one more Phil Kessel that's going to like play on the third line. Uh, he he, you know, he's good for eighty two. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give him a pack of hot dogs and a Costco yeah. membership. He's mint. He's he's good for eighty two games every <laughs> single year. Knock on wood. Uh, so, like, maybe you do get that one more guy who can play on the third line for now, and then if he can step into a top six role if need be. Okay, can we talk about a hypothetical that I kind of just thought of? Okay. Okay, third line. Is it going to involve Yessie Pugliarvi? No, to not at all. I'm, ah, I'm a first. I, I, listen, I want Yessie, but we're going to leave that alone. Okay, third line of Lari, Kessel, and uh, Wheeler. Like how sick so that's who's, who's top six? Uh, you yeah, put Appleton into the top six there. I don't think Appleton's that guy. I think he is. I think he's I'd like, rather see Morgan Barron in the top six. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. If I'm being honest, I could well, either way. One of those two guys gets himself up into that top role. Yeah, and it's like I don't know. Like that's that third line of just thick boys, and and I'm okay with spreading it out a bit too. I don't like a lot of good teams don't just. Like front load their forwards, no. they kind of spread it out throughout. So, you, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I think adding one or more UFA, especially maybe a right-handed, which is right what the winger, Jets desperately need. Um, I don't think that would be a bad thing, but you just need to figure out how they fit into that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's gonna be the tough thing is just figuring out where guys fit because it's like yeah. that top nine is it feels very loaded, like not in that like not in like a Tampa Bay sense, but it as like a. I mean, Adam Lowry as your third line center, like that's just that's good. He's just if, he's if, shut down. Yeah, I mean, if he was your fourth line center, you know you've got a super yeah, sick if team. Yeah, sign Nazem Kadri and <laughs> way too still much available money. for way too much money. Yeah, that, that wouldn't be dirt. worth it. No, yeah. no. Let's go get Phil the Thrill. We yeah. all know that he's the guy. Sonny Milano, Phil the Thrill, round out the forward group. There you go. Just sign both those guys for Top two uh, sh- two mil each. Easy. Easy. <laughs> Super easy. It's going to be great. Beautiful. Just let us be GMs there, uh, Kevin. Just That's call a us terrible up. idea. It's going to be great. I, I promise that. you. No, we're, I'm bringing yes to pull the army. We don't know anything. 
That's why we have a, the, an analytics department. We are the analytics department. Oh, no. We have, we, we have hockey DB open on my computer. That's our analytics department. This guy's got a decent Corsi 4. I think we got to bring him in. Oh, boy. Yeah, hockey DB, it's the answer. Always. Yeah, that's why That's why you guys listen to us, because we just know hockey DB. Nothing like just straight numbers. Just pure numbers. That's the analytics that you need in the NHL these Absolutely. days. Absolutely. You can't be watching guys play. That's uh, that's a rookie move. Um, yeah, that's all I've got to this week. Absolutely. Uh, anything else from you? That's it from me. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, yeah, make sure you tell everyone about this podcast. We appreciate the 18 of you who have tuned in weekly. <laughs> Big shout out to you, 18. Absolutely. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> thanks thanks to Pete for listening and like giving us uh, critiques. There you go. Yeah. So uh, next week we'll be a little bit more prepared. Uh, we were a little bit busy this weekend, but uh, yeah, no, it was a, this was a fun little off-season uh, podcast. Oh yeah, we went so, off the rails. We did. Who, who so doesn't love that? If you, do, if you enjoy <laughs> off-the-rails podcasts, this is the one that you suggest to everyone. There you go. There we go. All right, enjoy your week there, friends, and uh, talk to you again next week.